brethren, please turn with me quickly to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 17. We shall be reading from verse 11 till verse 19. I'm reading from the message translation, Luke 17 from verse 11. It happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 14. Taking a good look at them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. They went, and while still on their way, somebody say, while still on their way. While still on their way. While still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, we are not ten healed. We are at the nine. Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to listen to your word. We thank you for an opportunity to fellowship with you today. We ask, Lord, that you take control. We ask, oh, Lord, use me to speak to your people. Speak to myself, too. Teach me things. Teach us things we need to learn about how to relate with you, how to be grateful to you always. Father, take absolute control. Let it be none of me and all of you. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. 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 This is a story many of us are familiar with. It's the story of a very powerful event in the Bible. When Jesus was on his way toward Jerusalem, he came across a group of ten lepers. And the ten of them saw him and realized who he was and decided to seek his attention because they know that when they come to Jesus, their problems will be solved. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever problem you know, know it today that when you come to Jesus, when you bring it to the throne of grace, when you hand it over to Jesus, when you make sure that Christ has got your attention, that God has got your attention over that issue, your chances of surviving, of overcoming, of climbing, of overcoming that mountain is guaranteed. The Lord strong and mighty has it in his power to do anything and everything. With man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. These men were going gently on their own, and then they saw Jesus, and they realized we have to get his attention. Brethren, Jesus is right there. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever hears my knock and opens, I will come in with him. He is not too far from you. He is there. Whatever situation, whatever challenge, whatever mountain you are facing, all you have to do is do everything to align yourself with his ways and bring his attention to it, and he will step up in that situation for you. God is always there. He's always willing to save you. He's always willing to help you. He's always willing to uplift you, to promote you, to bring you to that which is best for you. For I know the thoughts I think of you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not for evil, to bring you to an expected end. He has good thoughts for you. So whatever situation you are in, all you have to do is live correctly and then reach out to him and cry unto him. So that's the same way this leper said, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. 
Brethren, whatever the situation you're going through now, keep on reaching out to your Lord and Savior. Bible says pray ceaselessly. Pray without ceasing. Keep on bringing it to his attention. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us and he will have mercy on you in Jesus' name. And he will lift you up in Jesus' name. And he will settle that which you thought was impossible to settle in Jesus' name. And he will restore that which you have thought you have lost and lost forever in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. These lepers, they saw Jesus and they realized that this was definitely going to be the answer to their problems, definitely going to be the cure to their situations. And they followed him and they got what they desired. As you follow Jesus, you will get all you desire in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. There is so much to learn from this story, from, from this story that we've just read. The story, there were 10 lepers, but only one came back. So let's just quickly run through the too many lessons from this short passage. The first lesson is believe the Lord your God. Jesus told the ten lepers to go and show themselves to the chief priest and they set off. When they set off, they were still very, very, very leprous. You and I would have thought, ah, this man, many times we hear that when he sees people, he just speaks into their lives, he just touches them, he just does this, and they get their miracles. Why is he sending us to go and show ourselves to the chief priest? Maybe this man is discharging us. Maybe this man cannot heal us. And then they live, they dwell in unbelief. Probably this is what Naaman also thought. When the prophet Elisha did not even care to come out to see him, but sent a messenger to tell him, go and bed in the river Jordan seven times. He must have felt this man is only trying to discharge me. Maybe that was what he felt. And he was lucky that he had a useful advisor that advised him, obey the man of God and you will succeed. So brethren, this man was not trying to discharge these lepers, and they did not think so. Immediately they received the word of God. They worked on it. Immediately they received the word from their master, Jesus. They did not go and do their permutations. God works in different ways. Christ would have easily healed him, healed them straight there on the, on, 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 on the spot. But he sent them, go and Show yourself to the chief priest. Don't stay there and calculate how God will solve your problem. Just believe him. Receive his word and go. Receive his word and receive it with faith and grab it and claim it and move on with it. And he told them, go, show yourselves to the priest. And right away, they moved. They did not hesitate. They took steps of faith. At that time, they looked every inch leprous. Their hands were still mangled and shrugged. Their feet were still in a wobble, but they moved in faith. Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. They believed Jesus and they prospered. Many times we receive words of prophecy and we do not act on it. The lepers had to believe. They believed and act. The lepers did not doubt. They did not doubt. Most times, all we have to do to receive our miracles is just to believe. Just to believe and act on it. But in these situations, we fall short because we do not believe, because we begin to doubt, because we allow the enemy bring permutations to our mind. Why did he not come out and see me? Why did he not heal me immediately? Why did it not go this way? The lepers received the word and they acted on it. When you receive a word from God next time. Do not calculate. 
Move ahead. Act on it, and you will receive your blessings. You will receive your blessings. Many miracles occur because people believe the word from the man of God and claim it and receive it. Then align their spirit with it and pray on and tell God, yes, this is my miracle. Yes, I have accepted, I have received this. And when they do this, it comes to pass. Bible tells us in Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever you desire, pray, believe, and you will receive. When you hear from God, it's an answer to your prayer, but it may not have shown then. When Jesus told them, go and show yourself to the chief priest, he had already answered their prayers, but it wasn't showing. But what did they do? They believed, and they received their miracles. Now, another thing we should also note, do not wait for the process to be complete before you thank God. They went, and while still on their way, they became clean. The lepers were still on the journey of faith when their healing came, and the Samaritan came back to give thanks. Probably the others did not come back to give thanks because they wanted to be sure of their healing. They were still in unbelief. Maybe they still had doubts. Ah, this thing is happening now. If we don't do this thing, if we don't, ah, let, let's be sure. Let's be, let's be certain. But this Samaritan, he saw the first signs of his healing and he took it in faith. He claimed it and he rushed back to give thanks. Many a times we begin to see the signs of abundance of rain. We begin to see things turning around gradually for our good. We begin to, to see the answers to our prayers little by little. But fear, unbelief, doubt, beclouds our judgment. And instead of thanking God, we doubt God. We must learn not to wait for the process to be completed before we come to God and thanks. We must begin to thank and praise Him once we begin to see, in fact, even before we begin, once we say it, before we even begin to see these signs, we must learn a lifestyle of thanksgiving. We must learn to praise and worship him always. Don't wait for the process to be complete before you start planning to give thanks. No, don't delay your thanksgiving. Don't delay your testimony. Many have lost their miracles because they were in doubt. They said, wait, let me wait for it to be concluded. Let me be sure. Let me be certain. When you testify, brethren, one thing you should know about testimonies, when you testify, others hear this testimony and key into it and receive their own miracles. We don't ask you to testify always to show that the man of God has done this in your life, that God has... No, we ask you to testify because it glorifies the Lord and that same power that gave you that your miracle, that gave you that your healing, that gave you that your open doors, as you testify, others will key into it and receive. Your testimonies will build the faith of others. The Bible tells us in Revelation 19.10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when you testify of God's goodness in your life, you prophesy into other people's lives. Other brethren can receive their own testimonies when they hear yours. Brethren, the miracle is yours, but the testimony the thanksgiving belongs to God. So do not delay, do not wait for the process to be completed. Testify ahead. Once you believe, once you begin to see the signs, rush to testify. And that God cannot lie. God cannot take back his words. Don't, God, 
Some people will say, ah, if I testify now and it goes wrong, I'll be asked. Don't leave, forget the shame. Go ahead and testify. One thing we should also note about testimony, thankfulness, testimony, it overturns protocols. Amen. It overturns protocols. In Israel at that time, lepers were segregated against and separated from other people because leprosy is an infectious disease. If you come close to them, they will transmit it to you. Even to, till this, they have their own leprosy settlements and colonies. When a leper is healed there in Israel, there was a protocol to be observed. First, you would have to go and present yourself to the chief priest. My God's servants who will look at you by the anointing on his life. He wouldn't be afraid of you, of being contaminated by you. He will come and look at you and certify you and say, yes, you've been healed. Yes, you're safer now. To, to mingle with the general population. And that was what happened. Then Jesus told them, look, you have to obey this protocol. You've been healed. Go in faith and go and show yourself to the chief priest. And while they were going on this process, they realized that, yes, look at also, we have been healed. But what happened? The Samaritan realized that he had been healed and then he forgot about protocol. He went back to thank the person that healed him. While others were following the protocol, the Samaritan went back. He came back to thank Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And what happened? When he came back to thank Jesus, someone far greater than the chief priest, who had more authority to tell him begin to mingle in thanksgiving, who had authority to overthrow protocol, who had authority to override protocol. He told him, my son, your faith has made thee whole. Your faith has made thee saved. Your faith has made thee has, 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 has made thee all you want to be. So forget this protocol. Go home. Enjoy. Meanwhile, these others were on their way to the chief priest. Maybe by the time the lepers got to the chief priest, he was busy. Maybe by the time they got there, security did not allow them to go in. They had to wait. Maybe by the time they got there, there were other protocols they had to observe to get to the chief priest. Maybe the chief priest didn't even like one of them, and so he delayed their joy. He delayed their thanksgiving. But this man knew that these man-made protocols were subject to the power of God. And he went in thanksgiving to God. These man-made protocols were not of concern to the Samaritan leper. A superior authority declared him whole. Brethren, when you develop an attitude of gratitude, man-made protocols cannot stop you. No man can prevent your testimony just because he doesn't like your face. No man can delay your testimony because he is busy. Your gratitude will overturn any protocols in your way. It will overturn any delays, any disappointments blocking your joy. So when it happens, do not waste time to thank this great God. When it happens, do not waste time to glorify our Father in heaven. Because that, that man could not do, he has done it. So why will you not praise him immediately? Thankfulness doesn't take any weight away from you, brethren. Rather, it adds to you. Jesus told the Samaritan, your faith has healed and saved you. Another version will put it, your faith has made you whole. The others were just healed. This one came back to thank Jesus and he was healed and also saved. Brethren, that tells us that thanksgiving is a win-win. 
It doesn't take anything from you. Instead, it adds to you. It saves the Samaritan leper time and delay and protocol and added all-round wholeness to his life. When you make our time to thank God for what he has done for you and for what he's doing in your life, it doesn't take anything from you. Rather, it adds to you. It adds more and more to you. Look at the parable of the talents. The people that received the talents and were grateful for the talents, they went and invested the talents and they received more. But the one that received the talent and was ungrateful, he went and buried the talent. And at the end, that talent that he had was taken from him. These others received the talent and they were grateful. They showed thanks and they received more. But this one that was ungrateful, the talent that he received was taken from him. Develop an attitude of gratitude to God and to our Lord and Savior always, and you will get more and more of God's goodness in your life. How people say when you praise a man for what he has done for you, he will do more. Brethren, when you praise God for what he has done for you, when you thank him for what he has done for you, definitely he will do more in your life. Amen. 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 Brethren, we must make thanksgiving a priority in our life. Never delay your thanksgiving. Never delay your testimony. The lepers were overjoyed by their healing. They were over the moon, overjoyed and could not contain their joy. Maybe the other lepers may have wanted to thank Jesus after they had gone to see the chief priest, after they had gone to show their family, after they had celebrated, they would trace Jesus and thank him. But the Samaritan leper knew that immediately he had to go back and thank the person that healed him. He dropped everything and thanked God first, and he was made whole. Brethren, don't continue to procrastinate and delay your thanksgiving. In so doing, you only delay further testimonies that could come your way. And you even run the risk of losing that testimony because you did not make haste to thank God. The sweetness of the Samaritan leper to testify of the goodness of God, to testify of the healing miracle, got him the wholeness testimony. His sweetness to thank God for the healing was what got him the wholeness, the all-round wholeness, the all-round open doors, things that the other nine lepers did not get. Brethren, make haste now and testify of the goodness of God in your life. Testify in person. Testify through your social media handles. Call people and give them the good news of the great things God did in your life. Make it a priority to testify and you will receive more testimonies. When you praise God for what he has done, he will do more in your life. One thing we should be careful, don't give man the thanks that should go to God. The Samaritan leper, he knew the source of his joy and knew that that was the first person to immediately thank as soon as his healing came. Unfortunately, most of us are not like that. When things happen for us, we begin to thank the man God used to thank us. Instead of thanking first the God that thanked us. We forget to thank God and thank our destiny helpers. We forget to thank God, but instead we thank our papas, we thank our geos, we thank our pastors. You should hear some testimonies in church. When you hear them, you feel, you ask yourself, was it the man of God that did this healing or was he just a vessel? All the glory must be 
to God. Isaiah 42.8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. This leper could have thanked the person or the persons that positioned him to be where he would see Jesus. He could have thanked the persons that told him about Jesus, but no, he knew where his thanks should go. Brethren, don't give man the thanks that should go to God. Also, don't allow over-familiarity to murder your thanksgiving. Jesus asked, can none be found to come back and give glory except this stranger? Yeah, we are ten. Out of these ten, only one came back, one over ten. And he called him an, an outsider, a stranger. Apparently, the others were not outsiders, but insiders. And they knew, okay, I, this is Jesus, now we see him every day. Let us just go first and shoot the chief priest and see our family and throw a party. And then after, we will come and see Jesus. After all, he's always here. Don't let over familiarity mother your thanksgiving. They were familiar with the person and the works of Jesus. And they didn't return to give thanks. Some unbelievers show more gratitude to God than we believers. Don't allow familiarity, over familiarity, entitlement mentality to murder your thanksgiving. Never allow the blessings of God to be so familiar that you feel entitled to what you should be grateful for. Entitlement mentality that stops or delays your thanksgiving, stops or delays your further thanksgiving. It's as simple as that. Don't feel entitled to it. Don't feel over familiar with God or with Jesus immediately you receive even not the signs of the abundance of rain in your life, the signs of the answered prayers. Just go to him. It won't take you 10 hours. It won't take you an hour. Just go to him in thanksgiving and in prayer and in worship. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my miracle. I thank you for my open doors. Claim it and you will receive it. Brethren, one out of ten be in the grateful minority. Let it be. One out of ten is minority. He was the only one that returned to give thanks. And Jesus asked, where are the nine? Don't let Jesus ask you, where, or ask of you, where are you? Where has he gone with my thanksgiving? Where has she gone with my thanksgiving? Just maybe if you look around, you will discover that grateful people, even in life, grateful people are not in the majority. Be that one person that will return to give thanks. Be that one over ten. Be in the grateful minority. Because brethren, one with God is majority. Learn to honor God with your exuberant praise and extravagant worship. This leper, Bible tells us, he returned with a loud voice. He couldn't keep quiet. Brethren, honor God with your exuberant praise and extravagant worship. Shout it on the rooftops. Tell it to the birds. Let the whole world know the good thing that God has done in your life. If you are indeed grateful, you will use every opportunity to let the world know. Let the world know the great things he's done for you. Thank him so that the world will realize that the hand of God is upon your life. In the past, I posted my life story on Facebook and told how God arrested me and saved me from a shameful death. 
Then recently, a few weeks ago, I posted a picture of me in my active days, drinking, and I thank God for the gift of salvation. Some people reached out to me and told me that my story influenced them positively to hold and receive Christ, that if he can change me, then he can change them. There are many people struggling with the things that God has given you victory over. And when you thank God for that victory and they come about it, they will use you as a point of contact and tell God, if you could do this for Brother Peter, if you could do this for Sister Anne, then you can do it for me. I use my social media to thank God, to tell my life story, to talk about the victories you can give, he has given me. For now, I doubt that there is any other louder forum for me to do this than through social media. I have always encouraged us always to enjoy social media, but also use it to preach the gospel. I did it out of nothing but thankfulness and gratitude to God for all that he has done for me, knowing that many people will be inspired too. And it adds to my blessing because Bible tells us that blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. Brethren, don't keep your salvation story to yourself. Don't be ashamed of your salvation or the good things God has done in your life, the miracle God has done in your life, the healing he has given you, the open doors, brethren. Share, share, share. Testify, testify, testify. And when someone sees it and receives it and claims it, brethren, you have just evangelized. You have just shared good news. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. You know why? Because thanksgiving brings intimacy with God. When this leper was looking for help with his fellow lepers, the ten of them, Bible tells us that from a distance, they cried out to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. He couldn't come close even if he wanted. But brethren, when he returned with his thanksgiving, Bible tells us that he fell at the feet of Jesus. He was right there at the feet of the master. Even though by that time the chief priest had not certified him healed. His thanksgiving brought him closer to Jesus. There is certainly something about our gratitude to God that breeds intimacy in the spirit. The closer you are to God, the more you feel his power. And thanksgiving, testifying of his goodness in our life, praising and worshiping him, brings us closer to him. Thanksgiving brings intimacy with God. So make thanksgiving a habit. Make your thanksgiving a lifestyle. Thanksgiving also shows gratitude. It shows love. It shows appreciation. The Samaritan lepers, the Samaritan leper's act of returning to thank the source of his miracle is a wonderful display of love and appreciation and gratitude for the wonderful impact of the healing he received. We all say we love God, but when we don't show it, we don't mean it. Simple acts like obedience to his word and gratitude for his wondrous works in our lives show him that we love us. Pastor Jerry wrote one night in Before You Sleep, he said, love isn't until it does something. Love isn't love until it does something. Saying I love you and showing I love you, it can't be worlds apart. So even if you say I love you, show you love. Our God is love. Brethren, please mind that gap and close it. 
by showing appreciation because appreciation is a sign of love. The old school rapper MC Light, she said in one of her songs, you never love what you have until you lose it. You never love what you have until you lose it. I gave you my love and you abused it. Brethren, when you don't show gratitude to God, it tells him that you don't love and appreciate what he has done for him. It abuses the love that he shows towards you. Never let your ingratitude give the accuser of the brethren enough evidence to suggest to God that you do not love him. Show him that you love him. Show him that you appreciate, that you are grateful for what he has done in your life. By always shouting it to the rooftops, always in testifying about his goodness in your life. Jesus called the Samaritan leper a stranger. Another version would call him an outsider. This outsider has taught us insiders many things we should endeavor to put to practice. If you develop an attitude of gratitude, brethren, you will go from glory to glory. As the story goes of a large dog who walked into a butcher shop one day carrying a purse around his mouth. He put the paws down and sat down, and the butcher said, Oh, welcome, bingo. You are here for your weekly round. And the butcher opened the paws and took a list from the paws and put all the things in the list in, the, in a bag and, hung, and, gave it to, and put it down. And bingo hung the list on his neck and walked out. A stranger was there, and this stranger was, he was, he was amazed by what he was seeing. And he said, I will get to the end of this story. And the stranger followed Bingo. And Bingo got to a bus stop. And he stopped. And buses were passing. But when he saw a particular bus that he was interested in, he started dancing. He started wagging his tail. And the bus driver stopped and opened the door. And as Bingo walked in, the stranger walked in with him. And, Bingo, and the bus driver said, oh, Bingo, how are you? Bingo wagged his tail and sat down one place. And the stranger sat down and left to know what was, what, what, what was going to unfold. And they passed many bus stations. And when they got near to another bus station, Bingo barked. And the bus driver said, yes, Bingo, I know it's your stop. And they got there. And the bus driver stopped. And Bingo went out. And the stranger went out with him too. He was watching. And Bingo entered the compound. And this stranger stopped. He couldn't enter the compound. He stopped to watch what was happening. And Bingo, before, as he got into the compound, he went to the mailbox. He opened the mailbox with his nose. And he took out the day's mail, along with the bag of shopping he had. And he went. He climbed up the stairs. This stranger was still watching him amazed. And when he got up the stairs... He got to the door, he started barking, he started clamping, he started stamping his hands on, on, on the door. And what happened? A man opened the door from inside. And instead of saying, bingo, thank you, the man opened the door and shouted at the at bingo, hey, what's wrong with you? And he kicked bingo inside. And the stranger said, stop it. This is the most intelligent dog I've ever seen. And the man told him, intelligence. I don't know what you're saying. Why? This is the second time he's forgetting his keys this week. The owner of the dog did not appreciate the efforts Bingo made. The intelligence of Bingo was lost on the owner because he was so familiar with it. But this stranger was amazed at what Bingo had done. Peradventure, Bingo decides one day that he will no longer take or condone this unappreciative man. And the customer and this stranger finds Bingo as a strange dog. Imagine the love and appreciation this customer will show Bingo. 
Many of us are like that stranger. Many, sorry, many, many people who know you are like that stranger watching from a corner, watching you, observing you from a corner, observing your relationship with God from a corner, watching how you will appreciate the good things God has done in your life. God has done great things in your life. Do you appreciate it? You are angry that you are abroad and you have nothing to show for it. But forget that many people are dying for the opportunity to step foot on the country you are for which you don't thank God anymore. Instead, you curse God, why am I suffering like this in this land? You don't appreciate the fact that where you are today was once your prayer topic. And it's still the prayer topic of many people, many people that you even know. You don't appreciate the fact that many friends have died. Because if you do, you will thank this God that has kept you alive today in the land of the living. You don't appreciate the fact that hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives to COVID-19. Because if you do, you will thank God for the gift of life rather than grumble about the things that you don't have. Brethren, Ingratitude is one of the things the children of Israel did in the wilderness that prolonged their stay in the wilderness. The journey that could have taken them, should have taken them 40 days, it lasted 40 years because of their ingratitude. Don't make your ingratitude to God delay your answered prayers. Don't let your ingratitude to God delay your blessings. Make haste always to thank God for anything he has done and everything he has done in your life. Grumbling is as a result of ingratitude. Stop grumbling about the things that you have, hasn't happened in your life. Appreciate God for the many things he has done in your life. Then in this attitude of gratitude, feel free to ask him those ones which you still want him to do for you. Ah, if you do this, brethren, our Father in heaven will make them become in your life, brethren, and this will give you further reason to thank and praise him. Remember Christ said, if we who are evil know how to give our children good gifts, how much more he? But if you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're a parent, if you're an adult, you will also know that when you do something for a person, your child, your ward, and he doesn't thank you, when he comes next to plead for something, even though you know you owe it to him as an obligation as your child, you might hesitate. Brethren, don't give God a reason to hesitate. Always thank him for everything he has done in your life so that he will keep doing more. When you praise a man for what he has done for you, he will keep doing more. When you praise God for what he has done for you, he will keep doing more. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Kings. Now we lift up your name. Lord, we lift up your name. With our hearts full of praise. With our hearts full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord. Be exalted, O Lord, our God. Hosanna 
Brethren, one way in two which you show gratitude to God for all that he has done for you is by giving your life to Christ. When God blesses you in life with just the gift of life given, and you live a life that offends him, you live a life that is repulsive to him, then that is the height of ingratitude. When you live in sin, when you dwell in sin, you are not living right. You are not being grateful to this God that kept you safe throughout this period of COVID-19. You are not being grateful to this God who has seen you overcome one challenge or the other. Brethren, if you are here and you are not born again, the best decision you can make in your life today is to give your life to Christ. If you are here and you are not born again, just repeat this prayer after me and make sure you mean it. Oh Lord, I ask you to forgive my sins. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will not go back to my sinful ways. I am grateful to you for all that you have done for me. I promise I will serve and obey you. I will dedicate my life to living the way you want me to. I will not go back to sin. Give me the grace to overcome temptation. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I've prayed. If you've said this prayer, please, brethren, determine to mean it, determine to stand by it. Welcome to the wonderful family of Christ. Feel free to send me a message. Feel free to reach out to me. I've been in the gutter and God raised me up. The greatest gift is giving me salvation and I owe it a duty to show, to tell everybody through my words and through my life the good things God has done. And brethren, please, I'd like to hear from you. Iron sharpeneth iron. I can help you be a better Christian. You can help me be a better Christian. Please reach out to me and tell me, I heard this and I, I, I felt touched to surrender everything. And I guarantee you, your life will never be the same. I guarantee you, you will never have a better year today. You will go from glory to glory in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. 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 Brethren, please turn with me quickly to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17. We shall be reading from verse 11 till verse 19. I'm reading from the message translation, Luke 17, from verse 11. It happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 14. Taking a good look at them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. They went, and while still on their way, somebody say, while still on their way. While still on their way. While still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, we are not ten healed. We are at the nine. Can none be found to come back? and give glory to God, except this outsider. Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Father, we thank you for an opportunity 
to listen to your word. We thank you for an opportunity to fellowship with you today. We ask, Lord, that you take control. We ask, oh, Lord, use me to speak to your people. Speak to myself, too. Teach me things. Teach us things we need to learn about how to relate with you, how to be grateful to you always. Father, take absolute control. Let it be known of me and all of you. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. 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 This is a story many of us are familiar with. It's the story of a very powerful event in the Bible. When Jesus was on his way toward Jerusalem, he came across a group of ten lepers. And the ten of them saw him and realized who he was and decided to seek his attention because they know that when they come to Jesus, their problems will be solved. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever problem you know, know it today that when you come to Jesus, when you bring it to the throne of grace, when you hand it over to Jesus, when you make sure that Christ has got your attention, that God has got your attention over that issue, your chances of surviving, of overcoming, of climbing, of overcoming that mountain is guaranteed. The Lord strong and mighty has it in his power to do anything and everything. With man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. These men were going gently on their own, and then they saw Jesus, and they realized we have to get his attention. Brethren, Jesus is right there. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever hears my knock and opens, I will come in with him. He is not too far from you. He is there. Whatever situation, whatever challenge, whatever mountain you are facing, all you have to do is do everything to align yourself with his ways and bring his attention to it, and he will step up in that situation for you. God is always there. He's always willing to save you. He's always willing to help you. He's always willing to uplift you, to promote you, to bring you to that which is best for you. For I know the thoughts I think of you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not for evil, to bring you to an expected end. He has good thoughts for you. So whatever situation you are in, all you have to do is live correctly and then reach out to him and cry unto him. So that's the same way this leper said, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Brethren, whatever the situation you're going through now, keep on reaching out to your Lord and Savior. Bible says pray ceaselessly, pray without ceasing. Keep on bringing it to his attention. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. And he will have mercy on you in Jesus' name. Amen. And he will lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. And he will settle that which you thought was impossible to settle in Jesus' name. Amen. And he will restore that which you have thought you have lost and lost forever in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. 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 These lepers, they saw Jesus and they realized that this was definitely going to be the answer to their problems. Definitely going to be the cure to their situations. And they followed him, and they got what they desired. As you follow Jesus, you will get all you desire in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. There is so much to learn from this story, from, from this story that we've just read. The story, there were ten lepers, but only one came back. So let's just quickly run through the too many lessons from this short passage. The first lesson is, believe the Lord your God. Jesus told the ten lepers to go and show themselves to the chief priest, and they set off. When they set off, they were still very, very, very leprous. You and I would have thought, ah, 
this man, many times we hear that when he sees people, he just speaks into their lives, he just touches them, he just does this, and they get their miracles. Why is he sending us to go and show ourselves to the chief priest? Maybe this man is discharging us. Maybe this man cannot heal us. And then they live, they dwell in unbelief. Probably this is what Naaman also thought. When the prophet Elisha did not even care to come out to see him, but sent a messenger to tell him, go and bed in the river Jordan seven times. He must have felt this man is only trying to discharge me. Maybe that was what he felt. And he was lucky that he had a useful advisor that advised him, obey the man of God and you will succeed. So brethren, this man was not trying to discharge this lepers, and they did not think so. Immediately they received the word of God. They worked on it. Immediately they received the word from their master Jesus. They did not go and do their permutations. God works in different ways. Christ would have easily healed him, healed them straight there on the on, 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 on the spot. But he sent them, go and Show yourself to the chief priest. Don't stay there and calculate how God will solve your problem. Just believe him. Receive his word and go. Receive his word and receive it with faith and grab it and claim it and move on with it. And he told them, go, show yourselves to the priest. And right away, they moved. They did not hesitate. They took steps of faith. At that time, they looked every inch leprous. Their hands were still mangled and shrunk. Their feet were still in a wobble, but they moved in faith. Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. They believed Jesus and they prospered. Many times we receive words of prophecy and we do not act on it. The lepers had to believe. They believed and act. The lepers did not doubt. They did not doubt. Most times, all we have to do to receive our miracles is just to believe. Just to believe and act on it. But in these situations, we fall short because we do not believe, because we begin to doubt, because we allow the enemy bring permutations to our mind. Why did he not come out and see me? Why did he not heal me immediately? Why did it not go this way? The lepers received the word and they acted on it. When you receive a word from God next time. Do not calculate. Move ahead. Act on it and you will receive your blessings. You will receive your blessings. Many miracles occur because people believe a word from the man of God and claim it and receive it. Then align their spirit with it and pray on and tell God, yes, this is my miracle. Yes, I have accepted. I have received this. And when they do this, it comes to pass. Bible tells us in Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever you desire, pray, believe, and you will receive. When you hear from God, it's an answer to your prayer, but it may not have shown then. When Jesus told them, go and show yourself to the chief priest, he had already answered their prayers, but it wasn't showing. But what did they do? They believed and they received their miracles. Now, another thing we should also note, do not wait for the process to be complete before you thank God. They went, and while still on their way, they became clean. The lepers were still on the journey of faith when their healing came, and the Samaritan came back to give thanks. 
Probably the others did not come back to give thanks because they wanted to be sure of their healing. They were still in unbelief. Maybe they still had doubts. Ah, this thing is happening now. If we don't do this thing, if we don't, ah, let, let's be sure. Let's be, let's be certain. But this Samaritan, he saw the first signs of his healing and he took it in faith. He claimed it and he rushed back to give thanks. Many a times we begin to see the signs of abundance of rain. We begin to see things turning around gradually for our good. We begin to, to see the answers to our prayers little by little. But fear, unbelief, doubt, beclouds our judgment. And instead of thanking God, we doubt God. We must learn not to wait for the process to be completed before we come to God and thanks. We must begin to thank and praise Him once we begin to see, in fact, even before we begin, once we say, before we even begin to see these signs, we must learn a lifestyle of thanksgiving. We must learn to praise and worship Him always. Don't wait for the process to be complete before you start planning to give thanks. No, don't delay your thanksgiving. Don't delay your testimony. Many have lost their miracles because they were in doubt. They said, wait, let me wait for it to be concluded. Let me be sure. Let me be certain. When you testify, brethren, one thing you should know about testimonies, when you testify, others hear this testimony and key into it and receive their own miracles. We don't ask you to testify always to show that the man of God has done this in your life, that God has... No, we ask you to testify because it glorifies the Lord and that same power that gave you that your miracle, that gave you that your healing, that gave you that your open doors, as you testify, all that will key into it and receive. Your testimonies will build the faith of others. The Bible tells us in Revelation 19.10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when you testify of God's goodness in your life, you prophesy into other people's lives. Other brethren can receive their own testimonies when they hear yours. Brethren, the miracle is yours, but the testimony the thanksgiving belongs to God. So do not delay, do not wait for the process to be completed. Testify ahead once you believe, once you begin to see the signs, rush to testify. And that God cannot lie, God cannot take back his words. Don't go. Some people will say, Hi, ah, if I testify now and it goes wrong, I'll be asked. Don't leave, forget the shame. Go ahead and testify. One thing we should also note about testimony thankfulness, testimony, it overturns protocols. It overturns protocols. In Israel at that time, lepers were segregated against and separated from other people because leprosy is an infectious disease. If you come close to them, they will transmit it to you. Even to, till this, they have their own leprosy settlements and colonies. When a leper is healed there in Israel, there was a protocol to be observed. First, you would have to go and present yourself to the chief priest. My God's servant who will look at you by the anointing on his life. He won't be afraid of you, of being contaminated by you. He will come and look at you and certify you and say, yes, you've been healed. Yes, you're safer now to, to mingle with the general population. And that was what happened. Then Jesus told them, look, you have to obey this protocol. You've been healed. Go in faith and go and show yourself to the chief priest. And while they were going on this process, 
they realize that yes, look at also, we have been healed. But what happened? The Samaritan realized that he had been healed and then he forgot about protocol. He went back to thank the person that healed him. While others were following the protocol, the Samaritan went back. He came back to thank Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And what happened? When he came back to thank Jesus, someone far greater than the chief priest, who had more authority to tell him begin to mingle in thanksgiving? Who had authority to overthrow protocol? Who had authority to override protocol? He told him, my son, your faith has made thee whole. Your faith has made thee saved. Your faith has made thee has, 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 has made thee all you want to be. So forget this protocol. Go home. Enjoy. Meanwhile, these others were on their way to the chief priest. Maybe by the time the lepers got to the chief priest, he was busy. Maybe by the time they got there, security did not allow them to go in. They had to wait. Maybe by the time they got there, there were other protocols they had to observe to get to the chief priest. Maybe the chief priest didn't even like one of them, and so he delayed their joy. He delayed their thanksgiving. But this man knew that these man-made protocols were subject to the power of God. And he went in thanksgiving to God. These man-made protocols were not of concern to the Samaritan leper. A superior authority declared him whole. Brethren, when you develop an attitude of gratitude, man-made protocols cannot stop you. No man can prevent your testimony just because he doesn't like your face. No man can delay your testimony because he is busy. Your gratitude will overturn any protocols in your way. It will overturn any delays, any disappointments blocking your joy. So when it happens, do not waste time to thank this great God. When it happens, do not waste time to glorify our Father in heaven. Because that that man could not do, he has done it. So why will you not praise him immediately? Thankfulness doesn't take any weight away from you, brethren. Rather, it adds to you. Jesus told the Samaritan, your faith has healed and saved you. Another version will put it, your faith has made you whole. The others were just healed. This one came back to thank Jesus and he was healed and also saved. Brethren, that tells us that thanksgiving is a win-win. It doesn't take anything from you. Instead, it adds to you. It saves the Samaritan leper time and delay and protocol and added all-round wholeness to his life. When you make our time to thank God for what he has done for you, and for what he's doing in your life, it doesn't take anything from you. Rather, it adds to you. It adds more and more to you. Look at the parable of the talents. The people that received the talents and were grateful for the talents, they went and invested the talents and they received more. But the one that received the talent and was ungrateful, he went and buried the talent. And at the end, that talent that he had was taken from him. These others received the talent and they were grateful. They showed thanks and they received more. But this one that was ungrateful, the talent that he received was taken from him. Develop an attitude of gratitude to God and to our Lord and Savior always and you will get more and more of God's goodness in your life. And people say when you praise a man for what he has done for you, he will do more. Brethren, 
when you praise God for what he has done for you, when you thank him for what he has done for you, definitely he will do more in your life. Amen. 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 Brethren, we must make thanksgiving a priority in our life. Never delay your thanksgiving. Never delay your testimony. The lepers were overjoyed by their healing. They were over the moon, overjoyed and could not contain their joy. Maybe the other lepers may have wanted to thank Jesus after they had gone to see the chief priest, after they had gone to show their family, after they had celebrated, they would trace Jesus and thank him. But the Samaritan leper knew that immediately he had to go back and thank the person that healed him. He dropped everything and thanked God first, and he was made whole. Brethren, don't continue to procrastinate and delay your thanksgiving. In so doing, you only delay further testimonies that could come your way. And you even run the risk of losing that testimony because you did not make haste to thank God. The sweetness of the Samaritan leper to testify of the goodness of God, to testify of the healing miracle, got him the wholeness testimony. His sweetness to thank God for the healing was what got him the wholeness, the all-round wholeness, the all-round open doors, things that the other nine lepers did not get. Brethren, make haste now and testify of the goodness of God in your life. Testify in person. Testify through your social media handles. Call people and give them the good news of the great things God did in your life. Make it a priority to testify and you will receive more testimony. When you praise God for what he has done, he will do more in your life. One thing we should be careful, don't give man the thanks that should go to God. The Samaritan leper, he knew the source of his joy and knew that that was the first person to immediately thank as soon as his healing came. Unfortunately, most of us are not like that. When things happen for us, we begin to thank the man God used to thank us instead of thanking first the God that thanked us. We forget to thank God and thank our destiny helpers. We forget to thank God, but instead we thank our papas, we thank our geos, we thank our pastors. You should hear some testimonies in church. When you hear them, you feel, you ask yourself, was it the man of God that did this healing or was he just a vessel? All the glory must be to God. Isaiah 42.8 I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. This leper could have thanked the person or the persons that positioned him to be where he would see Jesus. He could have thanked the persons that told him about Jesus, but no. He knew where his thanks should go. Brethren, don't give man the thanks that should go to God. Also, don't allow over familiarity to murder your thanksgiving. Jesus asked, can none be found to come back and give glory except this stranger? Here we are ten. Out of these ten, only one came back, one over ten. And he called him an, an outsider. A stranger. Apparently, the others were not outsiders, but insiders. And they knew, okay, I, this is Jesus. Now we see him every day. Let us just go first and see the chief priest and see our family and throw a party. And then after, we will come and see Jesus. After all, he's always here. 
Don't let over familiarity mother your thanksgiving. They were familiar with the person and the works of Jesus, and they didn't return to give thanks. Some unbelievers show more gratitude to God than we believers. Don't allow familiarity over familiarity, entitlement mentality to murder your thanksgiving. Never allow the blessings of God to be so familiar that you feel entitled to what you should be grateful for. Entitlement mentality that stops or delays your thanksgiving, stops or delays your further thanksgiving. It's as simple as that. Don't feel entitled to it. Don't feel over familiar with God or with Jesus. Immediately you receive, even not the signs of the abundance of rain in your life, the signs of the answered prayers. Just go to him. It won't take you 10 hours. It won't take you an hour. Just go to him in thanksgiving and in prayer and in worship. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my miracle. I thank you for my open doors. Claim it and you will receive it. Brethren, one out of ten. Be in the grateful minority. Let it be. One out of ten is minority. He was the only one that returned to give thanks. And Jesus asked, where are the nine? Don't let Jesus ask you, where, or ask of you, where are you? Where has he gone with my thanksgiving? Where has she gone with my thanksgiving? Just maybe if you look around, you will discover that grateful people, even in life, grateful people are not in the majority. Be that one person that will return to give thanks. Be that one over ten. Be in the grateful minority. Because brethren, one with God is majority. Learn to honor God with your exuberant praise and extravagant worship. This leper, Bible tells us, he returned with a loud voice. He couldn't keep quiet. Brethren, honor God with your exuberant praise and extravagant worship. Shout it on the rooftops. Tell it to the birds. Let the whole world know the good thing that God has done in your life. If you are indeed grateful, you will use every opportunity to let the world know. Let the world know the great things he's done for you. Thank him so that the world will realize that the hand of God is upon your life. In the past, I posted my life story on Facebook and told how God arrested me and saved me from a shameful death. Then recently, a few weeks ago, I posted a picture of me in my active days, drinking, and I thanked God for the gift of salvation. Some people reached out to me and told me that my story influenced them positively to hold and receive Christ, that if he can change me, then he can change them. There are many people struggling with the things that God has given you victory over. And when you thank God for that victory and they come about it, they will use you as a point of contact and tell God, if you could do this for Brother Peter, if you could do this for Sister Anne, then you can do it for me. I use my social media to thank God, to tell my life story. To talk about the victories you can give, he has given me. For now, I doubt that there is any other louder forum for me to do this than through social media. I have always encouraged us always to enjoy social media, but also use it to preach the gospel. I did it out of nothing but thankfulness and gratitude to God for all that he has done for me. 
knowing that many people will be inspired too. And it adds to my blessing because Bible tells us that blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. Brethren, don't keep your salvation story to yourself. Don't be ashamed of your salvation or the good things God has done in your life, the miracle God has done in your life, the healing he has given you, the open doors, brethren. Share, share, share. Testify, testify, testify. And when someone sees it and receives it and claims it, brethren, you have just evangelized. You have just shared good news. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. You know why? Because thanksgiving brings intimacy with God. When this leper was looking for help with his fellow lepers, the ten of them, Bible tells us that from a distance, they cried out to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. He couldn't come close even if he wanted. But brethren, when he returned with his thanksgiving, Bible tells us that he fell at the feet of Jesus. He was right there at the feet of the master. Even though by that time the chief priest had not certified him healed. His thanksgiving brought him closer to Jesus. There is certainly something about our gratitude to God that breeds intimacy in the spirit. The closer you are to God, the more you feel his power. And thanksgiving, testifying of his goodness in our life, praising and worshiping him, brings us closer to him. Thanksgiving brings intimacy with God. So make Thanksgiving a habit. Make your Thanksgiving a lifestyle. Thanksgiving also shows gratitude. It shows love. It shows appreciation. The Samaritan lepers, the Samaritan lepers' act of returning to thank the source of his miracle is a wonderful display of love and appreciation and gratitude for the wonderful impact of the healing he received. We all say we love God, but when we don't show it, we don't mean it. Simple acts like obedience to his word and gratitude for his wondrous works in our lives show him that we love us. Pastor Jerry wrote one night in Before You Sleep, he said, love isn't until it does something. Love isn't love until it does something. Saying I love you and showing I love you, it can't be worlds apart. So even if you say I love you, Show you love. Our God is love. Brethren, please mind that gap and close it by showing appreciation because appreciation is a sign of love. The old school rapper MC Light, she said in one of her songs, you never love what you have until you lose it. You never love what you have until you lose it. I gave you my love and you abused it. Brethren, when you don't show gratitude to God, it tells him that you don't love and appreciate what he has done for him. It abuses the love that he shows towards you. Never let your ingratitude give the accuser of the brethren enough evidence to suggest to God that you do not love him. Show him that you love him. Show him that you appreciate, that you are grateful for what he has done in your life. By always shouting it to the rooftops, always it testifying about his goodness in your life. Jesus called the Samaritan leper a stranger. Another version would call him an outsider. This outsider has taught us insiders many things we should endeavor to put to practice. If you develop an attitude of gratitude, brethren, you will go from glory to glory. 
as the story goes, of a large dog who walked into a butcher shop one day carrying a purse around his mouth. He put the paws down and sat down, and the butcher said, Oh, welcome, bingo. You are here for your weekly round. And the butcher opened the paws and took a list from the paws and put all the things in the list in, the, in a bag and, hung, and, gave it to, and put it down. And bingo hung the list on his neck and walked out. A stranger was there, and this stranger was, he was, he was amazed by what he was seeing. And he said, I will get to the end of this story. And the stranger followed Bingo. And Bingo got to a bus stop. And he stopped. And buses were passing. But when he saw a particular bus that he was interested in, he started dancing. He started wagging his tail. And the bus driver stopped and opened the door. And as Bingo walked in, the stranger walked in with him. And, Bingo, and the bus driver said, oh, Bingo, how are you? Bingo wagged his tail and sat down one place. And the stranger sat down and left to know what was, what, what, what was going to unfold. And they passed many bus stations. And when they got near to another bus station, Bingo barked. And the bus driver said, yes, Bingo, I know it's your stop. And they got there. And the bus driver stopped. And Bingo went out. And the stranger went out with him too. He was watching. And Bingo entered the compound. And this stranger stopped. He couldn't enter the compound. He stopped to watch what was happening. And Bingo, before, as he got into the compound, he went to the mailbox. He opened the mailbox with his nose. And he took out the day's mail, along with the bag of shopping he had. And he went. He climbed up the stairs. This stranger was still watching him amazed. And when he got up the stairs... He got to the door, he started barking, he started clamping, he started stamping his hands on, on, on the door. And what happened? The man opened the door from inside. And instead of saying, bingo, thank you, the man opened the door and shouted at the at bingo, hey, what's wrong with you? And he kicked bingo inside. And the stranger said, stop it. This is the most intelligent dog I've ever seen. And the man told him, intelligence. I don't know what you're saying. Why? This is the second time he's forgetting his keys this week. The owner of the dog did not appreciate the efforts Bingo made. The intelligence of Bingo was lost on the owner because he was so familiar with it. But this stranger was amazed at what Bingo had done. Peradventure, Bingo decides one day that he will no longer take or condone this un uh, unappreciative man. And the customer and this stranger finds Bingo as a strange dog. Imagine the love and appreciation this customer will show Bingo. Many of us are like that stranger. Many, sorry, many, many people who know you are like that stranger watching from a corner, watching you, observing you from a corner, observing your relationship with God from a corner, watching how you will appreciate the good things God has done in your life. God has done great things in your life. Do you appreciate it? You are angry that you are abroad and you have nothing to show for it. But forget that many people are dying for the opportunity to step foot on the country you are for which you don't thank God anymore. Instead, you curse God, why am I suffering like this in this land? You don't appreciate the fact that where you are today was once your prayer topic, and it's still the prayer topic of many people, many people that you even know. You don't appreciate the fact that many friends have died, because if you do, you will thank this God that has kept you alive today in the land of the living. 
You don't appreciate the fact that hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives to COVID-19. Because if you do, you will thank God for the gift of life rather than grumble about the things that you don't have. Brethren, ingratitude is one of the things the children of Israel did in the wilderness that prolonged their stay in the wilderness. A journey that could have taken them, should have taken them 40 days. It lasted 40 years because of their ingratitude. Don't make your ingratitude to God delay your answered prayers. Don't let your ingratitude to God delay your blessings. Make haste always to thank God for anything he has done and everything he has done in your life. Grumbling is as a result of ingratitude. Stop grumbling about the things that you have, hasn't happened in your life. Appreciate God for the many things he has done in your life. Then in this attitude of gratitude, feel free to ask him those ones which you still want him to do for you. Ah, if you do this, brethren, our Father in heaven, will make them become in your life, brethren. And this will give you further reason to thank and praise him. Remember Christ said, if we who are evil know how to give our children good gifts, how much more he? But if you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're a parent, if you're an adult, you will also know that when you do something for a person, your child, your world, and he doesn't thank you, when he comes next to plead for something, even though you know you owe it to him as an obligation as your child, you might hesitate. Brethren, don't give to God that a reason to hesitate. Always thank him for everything he has done in your life so that he will keep doing more. When you praise a man for what he has done for you, he will keep doing more. When you praise God for what he has done for you, he will keep doing more. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Oh Lord, 
I ask you to forgive my sins. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will not go back to my sinful ways. I am grateful to you for all that you have done for me. I promise I will serve and obey you. I will dedicate my life to living the way you want me to. I will not go back to sin. Give me the grace to overcome temptation. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I've prayed. If you've said this prayer, please, brethren, determine to mean it, determine to stand by it. Welcome to the wonderful family of Christ. Feel free to send me a message. Feel free to reach out to me. I've been in the gutter and God raised me up. The greatest gift is giving me salvation, and I owe it a duty to show, to tell everybody through my words and through my life the good things God has done. And brethren, please, I'd like to hear from you. Iron sharpened iron. I can help you be a better Christian. You can help me be a better Christian. Please reach out to me and tell me I heard this and I, I, I felt touched to surrender everything. And I guarantee you, your life will never be the same. I guarantee you, you will never have a better yesterday. You will go from glory to glory in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. 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 Good Lord.